welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy and I am your host. Today, I am bringing you someone straight from the UK, uh, Captain of the Lost Waves. Now, his music as well as his videos are quite eccentric. You're gonna have to check him out. He's extremely creative with what he does. And he has been described, his music has been described as a music box of tales, um, unsolved mysteries and hidden gems via the captain's journey through time. Captain, welcome to a new podcast. It's great to have you on as a new guest. How are you doing? Fabulous. Lovely to see you, Dawn. Um, I'm I'm doing okay, I believe. Yes, I'm doing absolutely fine. I'm just making sure that I'm lit correctly, which I think your viewers might be able to see. Um, but I do feel like I have a brooding arthritic lamppost behind me, um, <laughs> which um, which is a key lyric from one of my songs. So um, that was a good way of getting something in that I needn't do. Now, tell us a little bit about your music. Um, okay. It's, it's always a strange one trying to tell others about your own particular concepts or perceptions because you're so close to it. Um, but I'll do my best. Um, it's intuitive. It's a mixture of what I would describe as folk opera, progressive, uh, new vaudeville, which is an idea of vaudevillian aspects of music and mm -hmm. creation with storytelling um, that come together. And it's, it's almost like a fusing to go through the genres because I, I enjoy everything from playing a natural orga organic acoustic instrument to using electronica, synths, samples. Um, I just believe that the, the creative world to me should be, creative to me means unlimited. And I know for some people, unlimited means scary. But I think the fact is we have this giant palette that we can use different ingredients, like creating different forms of food that one doesn't want to eat prawns all the time. Even if one's a fan of prawns, um, sometimes you might want something else. You might want some nuts or berries or cereal, or no, 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 um, maybe it's vegan dolphin. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's this kind of idea that um, we've become very singular now in our ideas. And I love all sorts of music. I think there's only good music and bad music, and even bad music's open to persuasion. Um, you, you know, you might be in the mood for jazz or you might be in the mood for classical or you might be in the mood for metal or you might be in the mood for some old 1920s nostalgic offering. So I'm a composite of many things. I think I have 18 different personalities, only one of them that pays. Um, but I think my music reflection um, is actually based upon that, Dawn. That's the best way I can describe it is it's a mixed bag. But at the end of it, if I summed up in a few words, my elevator conversation with you is this. Describe your music. Um... I think it's, the song is always king. So whatever serves the song, they're a bit like children. I have no favorites. I just see different aspects and beauty in the way that you can just sort of tease out different things from their own particular personas that come via this vessel, which I've no idea how it comes. That's why I wear a top hat, just to keep off some of the vibrations from entering too often. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Now I know you've been quite the busy man. Uh, matter of fact, you have a show later this week um you have a few shows coming up now do you ever come to the states or do you stay strictly over in the uk 
No, I just like my music um, references there, I would love to come to the States. I'm trying to make that happen somehow, some way. It's just logistical. And being a truly independent artist means it's not as easy as it would be if I was a large British act with, um, I think the key word here is visa and costs. <laughs> um, but I would love to come to the States. It would be great. And I know that I've been, um, a lot of people have suggested that to me, even people that have seen my act here a lot of the time talking about Two places always come up is Europe and America, because I think the nature of my performance tends to be far more, even a lot of the British people will say to me, um, you tend to be very European. And I've, I've tried to kind of um, distill that down. Um, and I think what people mean by that is such an open performance. I'm very open. So I suppose the sense of having no boundaries as a performer means that they see it as a European thing because people can just embrace it for what it is, not what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And America gets, gets often related in the same way because the Americans might think even more eccentric than the British do, which is, um, <laughs> which would be fun to see. Oh my God, what's that guy doing? Is he for real? Um, <laughs> but something like that, something like that. But well, I would love to come to the States. It would be I great. love your videos. I do. And, and for our audience, um, I have placed some of the captain's videos on his bio page. So be sure to check those out after the show now could you tell us about um your latest 2018 album synthesis and are you working on a new album now well yeah um hidden gems chapter one came out two years ago synthesis was the story so far which took some tracks from hidden gems chapter one um two newly released instrumentals um because i i I quite have a thing for cinematic music um, and classical instrumental music and mm. people like Ian Morricone. So it was my nod to fusing some of my real electronica influences that I wanted to get into a piece of music without the need for words. So Synthesis housed tracks from Hidden Ch Gems Chapter 1, tracks from the forthcoming album Hidden Gems Chapter 2, which is out this Thursday, um, and includes the two singles from Hidden Gems Chapter 2, Uniforms in January and the new single Drifting along with instrumentals. So it was like a kind of an in-between. It was a stepping stone to where the captain has been and where he's now going. So, um, yeah, it was a great record. I, I, I said that for myself. That's, that's only my judgment. I leave that then to the listeners. Um, but I was very, very happy with the record. I hope you're not yawning. That's okay. I understand. I think it's necopraxic movement, isn't it? We mimic the moves of others. Now it's, I'm going to start yawning. No, I understand. <laughs> I, I do. People use it often. I, th I think it's this, this misnomer people make. Like, like people used to say, what do men with beards have to hide? And it's usually just their chin. Um, I think yawning, <laughs> people say, oh, it shows disinterest. It's this nonsense. I think we're all so tired, some of us ridiculously so, that the only way we can get through our days sometimes is to yawn. <laughs> and that's politeness to me. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have had this interview at all because we're both probably so overworked and have a million multitude of tasks to do. And we go, it's okay, I'm still here. Well, that's commitment. <laughs> well it's like i'm awake but then i just i have narcolepsy i'm not gonna lie all <laughs> oh, ah, right okay so okay. i could be doing completely i could be at a concert standing next to the speaker and i just want to lay my head down just for a minute <laughs> just for oh. a minute and i'll fall asleep <laughs> i kid you not oh. that's micro naps throughout the day little micro naps throughout the day yeah Right, right. Yes. Yes, indeed. 
this maze. Absolutely. So um, what can we expect uh, from you in the remainder of the 2019? Okay. Well, with the album coming out, which we made entirely on two-inch tape, it was an old vintage tape machine, um, that was quite a process because everything is live um, and there's no... I mean, not that I cut and paste much, but in the age of the digital world, you can cut and paste quite simply. But this whole record was sort of, uh, I've got some amazing musicians on here. So we did that. We put that to bed. That's out this Thursday. So it's available on all on all nice. sort of um, on online platforms, as well as the physical copies from the website and shows. Um, the, the overriding um, thing that's happening is... Um, I played a solo one-man show at Edinburgh Fringe Festival three years ago, mm -hmm. and I've revisited that twice, three times, but we are now in the throes of making the full theatrical prop setup with the captain's cabin, which are all fiberglass components, and the most intricate, wondrous lighting setup you've seen by a gentleman who's such a fan. Um, I must say there, Interjet, the amount of people who make things for me, or create things for me, due to a just a love and a passion for the whole captain. It's really quite, the kindness that I've been shown by so many people has been really quite amazing. Um, this gentleman called Dylan Cooper is creating a theatrical bespoke model for me to take out. So I'm hoping to launch the theatrical show, which will be the launch of the ship, the Phoenix, so to speak, um, in December. So the whole thing will be a process of you being brought into a world where you don't just watch a musical show with this intuitive improvised elements mm -hmm. you actually get a full ambiance and a full setting which actually suits the whole thing entirely it's like a musical womb i'll bring you in and then at the end of it you, you can just imagine at the end of nine months and you're born again um some kind of idea of bringing you into the world sort of completely removing all senses of reality external of that and then enjoying that process and that's that's the real thing we're aiming for this year to get that just completely fine-tuned and and then um, the the challenge of selling it to people who have haven't a clue how to 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 market or know what to do with me. I and mean, I often get told that I absolutely love this. What do I do with it? Who can, can I sell get this to? Get you great uh, distribution. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's what I need. That's yes. what I need, Don. Yes, it That's is. What I need. Yes. I agree. Yes. I agree. I'm going so to say yes. Where did your uh, passion for music start? And um, did you start with learning instruments? Tell us about that. Um, I, I think it was around three years old. Oh, wow. And I started, I started performing for the family without an instrument, um, doing impressions of singers of the day and comedians. And I always did impressions since I was that small mm -hmm. and my grandparents so often they these are the days when tv only had three channels when i was three years old and they would say oh please sean entertain us so i'd come down brush my hair into some strange fashion and then they'd count down and then i'd arrive and i'd do i do a little show each night for the family that continued throughout all my life i think my grandma used to say that i think you were born into this family just to keep us happy i don't think that's Aww. always been the case um, but from an entertainment point of view, <laughs> I think I earned my milk tokens. And um, I used to always say that I didn't know where this, what this was. It feels almost shamanic. And I mean shamanic in the best way that my sense of feeling that I'm something that something plugs into me 
and I just go with it. And it's a wondrous thing. And sometimes I come up with ideas. That I have no idea where they come from. Um, it's like my neural pathways are working at a speed, which I think they often say this about performance, that you can be on a stage and it, it fine tunes everything and, and the form of adrenaline coursing through the body. Mm -hmm. um, my sense is that once I get myself out of the way, this thing just happens. And as I grow older, I think nine, 10 years old, I started to learn the guitar, self-taught. Everything I do is self-taught. And um, that's not in the sense of kind of reverse snobbery or everything I do is self-taught. I'm saying it was my particular journey that I didn't feel the need to to learn theory. I don't read or write music or uh, I, I work with some great people who do. But my particular thing felt very organic, um, mm -hmm. quite rebellious. It's always felt completely non-conformist. And, and I'm not saying I'm designed to be a leader, but I was never designed to follow. Uh, and that's not always been easy. So I have to find things that I, as myself, as an audience member, would say, what do I want to watch? What do I want to see? And this is what I try to create. And if I can keep that sense of something great within my own head, then hopefully I, I have that connection with an audience. But um, And then music has just been a, a lifelong experience. But I, I say music is... Um, it's it, it's a highly spiritual thing to me and without getting kind of religious or anything about that i know people can they can attach to music what they wish but music's like electricity it can be used in a in a, in a multitude of ways and i think that um i always found music very very healing as a child and um i still think it's that stepping stone it's the thing we give to somebody to create a connection often when we are limited by language or often when we are limited by social anxiety music creates this stepping stone this bridge between two worlds and i still think it has that and i and i would say that creating music's like um it's like an accepted form of alchemy i i i, I see it as magic so i'm not going to try and quantify how it happens but i know that it does okay <laughs> nice if you had just, one thing oh go ahead just give a short answer <laughs> if, if, if you have a short answer dawn just stop me and say captain stop in no less than 10 words, bang, you've got me, okay? If you want to discipline me, please do so. You're good, virtually you're whip, good. <laughs> virtually whip me, whip me, whip me. <laughs> Sorry, go on. If you have one thing that you'd like to say to the world, what would it be? Um, may you find the inner peace that depends not on external circumstances. Amen. 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 Right, right. Amen. Well, where can our audience follow you to keep up with everything that you have going on? Okay. Uh, captainofthelostwaves.com. Um, Facebook.com, Captain of the Lost Waves. Um, YouTube, Captain of the Lost Waves. Uh, the Ether Channel. Um, Twitter, there is a handle somewhere. I think it's C-O-T-L-W. That would make sense. Um, Instagram. How many more things are we expected to mention? This is it's like the virtual shopping list, isn't it? Uh, social media has become like homework one has to do every day for the rest of their life. Well, I've, I'm gonna take some time I, out. <laughs> I've totally made it easy for the audience to follow. All you have to do is go to our platform on newpodcast.com, click on the feature, a captain of the lost waves, and it'll take you directly to all of his links. Click and follow. You've got to watch his videos. They are amazing. Now, do you do the artwork yourself? No, um, I, I worked with two people. I've always had a very distinct vision about what I want to create. So I'm highly visual, actually. Even music comes to me in visual 
as well as auditory music i see it in pictures it's like it's like a form of symmetry i, I really do see it so when i hear a song that i create often i can hear orchestrated sounds behind it so this is like a multi sensory thing so with with the artwork i may have a distinct vision mm -hmm. um but then i will work with artists like uh jan govey who put the new album together so beautifully uh, damien clark who's been a key friend and collaborator james reed who's worked on the videos with me uh, they've been amazing. That, that's probably the close knit network of um, the group that I work with. But these are extraordinary artists in themselves. And, mm -hmm. and then there's John Chamberlain, who's done a lot of the illustrations on the new album. But I will have a specific vision. Um, and if you can see that. Um, yes, so, I've yeah. seen that. I absolutely love the artwork in the graphics and okay. the videos. It's so unique. I love oh, it. Thank you. Well, well, I'm using that as an example there from talking to Jan and mm -hmm. saying, this is the circus of morality. It's the actual idea that we all navigate the circus of morality through our own life choices. Right. And she's, what could we come up with? And I said, oh, I see myself on a tripwire with the circus pull and bunting, flowing below it from the dark grey of the monochrome world into the colour of a castle. So the castle is at the end, which almost looks, we, we, we believe we'd create like almost like a, a melting wax Tim Burton-esque cattle of, sort of candle of one castle. Cattle, candle, castle. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the circus of wonder at the end, which is us, I think, truly sort of finding who we are with, without the need to constantly let everyone know. And Jan worked on this idea and she created every <laughs> aspect of taking the artwork from a photograph of me and generating this incredible piece of artwork I mean, I don't know how many hours are involved in this work. Um, a but, lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, when I even look at the inside, which is the game board, every illustration is bespoke. Um, and our crowdfunding paid for that because my crowdfunding allowed me to pay for every artist, for every person. And without a label, um, I, I, I have to find the, the ability to be able to pay for things to be, to be what I, right. I, I only believe in something that can be top quality. I don't kind of believe in doing things in a mediocre way um so rather not release something than release something that's half-baked and but my taste tends to be um quite expensive dawn um in the sense of wanting something to look as good as it can and that is where the work is and and, and if any of your um uh, viewers ever get this in their hands it's it's also got spot varnishes across different aspects okay. of the album so so it's a beautiful tactile thing as well but that's a classic example of me seeing that vision in my head and then the artist going, oh no, what am I going to do? Because often I make life quite hard for people around me in the nicest way, because um, uh, my good friend Damien will always say, work the art until you know it's the best it can be. So even when I'm trying to slack and hoff, he, he doesn't. So I've got some hard taskmasters around me, but that's good because um, I think if people say yes to you all the time, every time, then you don't sculpt away at your own blind spots we can mm -hmm. all have our own blind spots so i think i think it's good to kind of use people as in that soundboard of and and, and they're incredible artists in their own right so right. i would say they're they're very skilled so they can see my vision for something and say this is how we execute it i talk very abstractly obtuse and i'm full of romanticism they're very good at pragmatic practical approaches i'm a bit more like the girl who wants the fantasy wedding in a castle that's floating on a giant cloud and the husband has to go, but how do we do that? <laughs> Care Bears. That's what it Care reminds bears. me of. <laughs> the castle in the cloud. Yes. Clouds.
So <clears throat> I want to thank you for being a new guest. I know that you guys are, uh, I think, five hours ahead of us, five or six hours ahead of us. Yeah, we're five 20 hours. past seven now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, I, I absolutely love everything that you do. And, and for our audience, you can also stream uh, Captain of the Lost Waves off of his bio page. And if you like this episode, be sure to hit like, comment, share so other people can enjoy it. Subscribe so you don't miss anything going on on a new podcast. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month, for bringing you these episodes, you can do so on our Anchor.fm platform under a new podcast. This is Dawn Piercy and the captain of the Lost Waves signing off. Until next time, keep it real.